Welcome to this week's Nebraska Soybean Board Weekly Market Roundup, being brought to you by Nebraska Soybean Farmers and their checkoff. I'm Susan Littlefield. As you can see over my shoulder, we've got some FFAers behind us as we're recording this on a Friday afternoon as the Nebraska State FFA Convention is going to be wrapping up later this evening. Well, an interesting uh, market trade that we saw that we will continue to deal with. Uh, today, we're going to talk more about what's happening in the grain prices with the livestock prices this week. We're going to look at a breakdown, too, of what's happening on the basis. Improvement there, but what does a stronger basis mean for those cattle producers? We'll also talk more about the war in Ukraine and a lot more affecting this week's trade. It may be small, but this little bean fuels a lot of power. It powers a food industry as a top source of protein. It's a fuel that powers diesel engines with fewer emissions. It powers a state economy and bottom lines. And it powers the rest of the world as a top Nebraska export. Yeah, it may be small, but we're finding more ways for this little bean to power Nebraska. Well, welcome back as we continue now here at the Nebraska Soybean Board Weekly Market Roundup. We're being Joan. Joined by John Fanner and Ethan Berlin, both of the gentlemen with Trados. And John, we're going to kind of kick it off with you. Let's take a look at what we're seeing on these numbers as you break down the corn and the beans for this week. Uh, so this week we had really strong uh, finish on grains. Uh, corn made new contract highs on July, SEP, and December and, and on out forward, but I'll hit on those. Uh, today finished up July corn up 9 at 7.59. September was up 8 at 7.27. And December was up six at 7.15. And again, all, all new contract highs there. Uh, soybeans, after the report there uh, on the 31st, where they took about a dollar 20 hit, we've recovered a dollar on the uh, old crop. So July was up uh, 41 cents today at 16.68. Again, that's, a, that's roughly a dollar recovery there from where we bottomed out post report. Uh, November was up 28 today at 14.95. That's about 20 cents off of the contract high there. Um, and then on uh, Chicago wheat, uh, we're seeing a lot of interesting movement there, you know, with the when the war in the Ukraine started and and right there around March 3rd, uh, the July SEP inverse peaked about a dollar 87. And today we're back to just a one penny, one cent inverse. And what you saw there with that with that inverse happened, um, you saw basis drop, you know, anywhere from two dollars under to three dollars under, depending on where you were. And so that now you're seeing that basis improve. And we've actually recovered basis, at least in my area here in North Alabama, about $2.50. And I think you're starting to see the recovery, maybe not quite that aggressive in some areas, but uh, it, it is it is getting better. So um, that's uh, pretty significant. And, you know, with the report, we had a WASD report today that was fairly neutral. Um, but from here on out, it'll be back to trade, at least for the next month, we'll be trading war premium, planting pace, uh, weather, you know, it'll be kind of the, the standard fare. You did talk about that WASI report from Friday. Not a lot of excitement in that report. And then I had one guy say, what? We had a, we had a report from the USDA. I think that tells you how uneventful uh, yeah. those numbers were. Yep. They were, uh, um, well, Ethan, you, do you have the stocks in front of you? I mean, uh, what were the corn stocks down, world stocks were, were up slightly, I think, and then wheat was down a little bit. Yep. So today's report overall was negative, your corn and soybeans, and it was um, slightly positive on the wheat side. Again, like you mentioned, Susan, the interesting thing from last week's report is it was kind of a quiet event, but I think you have a lot of guys starting to really ask the question, is the U.S. farmer going to plant more soybeans than corn? Uh, personally, I have a really hard time thinking that's going to happen. I know obviously your inputs are higher fertilizer, but we love corn here and it's 
it's going to be interesting to see if those numbers converge a little bit from now until June. Especially with where corn prices are, you know, that ought to re, you know, start encouraging the, the corn acres to maybe come back into production if there's availability of seed and fertilizer. I think there's only been three times in history, maybe, since they've been keeping that, uh, the records of the planting, um, that we've actually planted more soybeans than corn. So it would be pretty unique situation if we did. Ethan, I want to look at the uh, quick rundown of the livestock side, what you saw in this week's trade. Um, yeah, so your cash, your your actual futures trade in general was a little bit weaker um, on the live side. And that, if you look at it from a seasonality standpoint, that's not uncommon. Typically, we get through that March, and as your drilling season starts to, to kind of improve, the futures market starts to dip. But that's also why seasonally we have a stronger basis level through your March, April, May, June timeframe. Um, one thing to note the uh, April, June, if you watch that spread together, it was about $2 a week ago. Now it's four. You're starting to see that cash market at least be sustained or stronger versus a weaker futures board. Um, a lot of, of positive things from a fundamental market. Really the only negative, right? The major negative right now for me is the economic fears. There's a lot of guys, you look at the fund position, it's very low in comparison to the rest of the marketplace, you know, funds, manage money, the speculator, they want to own commodities and live cattle in general have not been a popular target because of those uh, demand fears. But on that, our cumulative demand for the year is at a record pace. And a lot of it is going out of the country. Um, China five years ago was a, was a non-event as far as U.S. demand. And now they are a pretty big buyer of our product. I saw uh, earlier in the week, and there's still really not any details, but uh, China actually banned two different uh, Brazilian poultry and meat packing plants. It's only a weak ban, but again, little things like that, they add up in a hurry in a market that is very volatile and kind of hanging on a cliff as far as where the demand picture goes. So I'm wondering, you talked about this basis and what does a stronger basis mean right now for cattle producers, Ethan? Uh, on the feed side, obviously, it's going to be a net negative. Um, not many of your cattle feeders really have uh, have a lot of forward thought as far as feed. They want to figure out how to how to produce the best gains. How do I manage the cattle in my feedlot? Securing long lasting and longer term prices as far as feed are not usually in the high demand. So stronger basis today probably is going to push some of those heavier cattle out, keep the feedlots current, which is great. That's a good asset to keep feedlots current in a market like this. We are on the tipping point of basis shifting from a plus one to a plus five and stronger. If you look at that seasonality of a, of a positive basis on live cattle, it's typically four to five over the board. Right now it's only a dollar. So again, stronger basis might be a little painful um, as far as feed rations, but it should keep the feed yards current, which is long-term positive. Our slaughter on the back of that slaughter this week is projected to be um, 676,000 head. That is a very large number week on week and year on year. Understanding some of that might be your cow kill, which is at a record pace. Um, I know that that's drastically higher than it has been in the past, but hopefully that starts to slow down as your pastures start to green up also. All right, we're going to come back and talk hopefully a little bit more about that as we continue with the Nebraska Soybean Board Weekly Market Roundup. John, do you have any uh, thoughts on, on basis that we're seeing as we get closer uh, to planting and a lot of guys watching what's happening with the, with the new crop? 
Well, we've actually, me and Ethan and another guy with Trade House, we actually have a little internal bet on basis uh, strength or weakness going forward. And and I'm of the opinion that as the farmers go to the field, um, we will see a strengthening basis, but it will be, I feel like it will be one of those deals where it's just simply going to be because there's no farmers delivering, right? We're, our planting pace here in the Southeast is we're a little behind schedule. And I think, you know, there, there's some potential for that, um, you know, at least east of the Mississippi. Now, west of the Mississippi, I know they're drier. They'll probably get started as soon as it's warmer, but but uh, but point being is basis probably will get firmer in that last half April through May time frame. Uh, but then after that, though, um, I, 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 we all kind of feel like there's there's still quite a bit of corn left out there to move. I mean, I know seven six fifty and seven fifty that that got a lot of corn moving on this whole crop. But the, there's still some in the bins, and and with the lack of performance of the railroads uh, being able to get the corn moved out in a timely manner, it has been putting pressure to the downside of basis in that you know. February, March, April timeframe or early April. But now from this point forward, as we go to the field, we I feel like there should be some basis strength. I got to say, it looks a little cold there in northern Alabama. You wearing a, a long sleeve shirt and a jacket? Well, uh, it, two days ago it was 80 and then it was uh, about 65. <laughs> and now today we have a cold snap. We got a chance for a frost or a freeze. So we are concerned about our wheat. Um, you know, there are a few guys that started on corn, uh, planting corn about two weeks ago. Um, that is starting to come up, you know, by now the soil was warm enough, but we're, we're supposed to actually freeze overnight tonight and tomorrow it's 40 degrees right now. So, um, I'm not liking it. We are, we are behind. I need it to warm up and then I'll be good. Well, I, I know Ethan and I would like to see some warmer temperatures as well here in Nebraska. And, and we would like to see some rain as well this way. And Ethan, that kind of leads into the, the question I wanted to ask you about these livestock, because, uh, here at the Nebraska state FFA convention, I did have a FFA or come up a 16-year-old kid who's really worried about uh, feedstuffs. He's worried about feed costs for the cattle, and he's worried about a lot of cows having to go to market because there just isn't the feed to feed them. And you did talk about some numbers increasing for cow slaughter. What are you hearing out in the country, though, as we move towards uh, what should be putting cows out on spring pasture? Right, and, and like I said earlier, hopefully the, the negative context on the cow kill right now, it does start to slow down. Um, I did read earlier this week, we're actually at the fastest or highest cow kill numbers since 1986, which I think they started recording that in, in 84. So realistically, the, the highest in history or close to it. Um, again, hopefully a more favorable weather starts to help that. But a, but your high feed costs and your dry weather is definitely going to have a major impact. And if we don't see any sort of uh, reprieve, unfortunately, the larger guys are the ones that are going to be able to stomach it. And the, the little guys are going to feel it the most. What are you looking um, at for the markets going into this next week? Um, in the short term, again, I hope for a more seasonal, positive, stronger basis. Long term, it's very easy to get. Uh, I, I use extremely cautiously, but it's very easy to get extremely bullish looking at high feed costs, high cow kill. If you go back to the last time we had current feed prices similar, which would have been 2012 after the drought, it took about 18 months for the cattle market really to gain some steam. And we're right on that threshold of the, that 18 month time frame, and you're starting to see cattle prices rally. All right, John, in a 15 second picture, what are you going to be watching for early next week? Early next week, just going to be looking for opportunities to put some floors underneath some corn and uh, possibly on soybeans with them getting back up towards the uh, contract high again and uh, just moving along with our seasonal pace of, of protecting uh, prices. All right. Well, thank you, Ethan and John, for joining us this week. That's been the Nebraska Soybean Board Weekly Market Roundup. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options do involve a substantial risk of loss not suitable to all investors. 
The Nebraska Soybean Board Weekly Market Roundup brought to you by Nebraska Soybean Farmers and their checkoff right here on the Rural Radio Network.